This is an SBC Media Partners production. Swung on, hit high and deep. Right field. Good 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 it is Phillies fans, these are your glove stories with Murph. Let's check in with Greg Murphy. Murph, you got a special guest, huh? And welcome back, everybody, to Glove Stories with Murph, brought to you by the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app, the Shive Vintage Sports, and the great folks at Phillies Nation as well. And from Phillies Nation, we welcome in Tim Kelly, the editorial director uh, for Phillies Nation. Tim, thanks for being with us uh, as you are each and every month. And, uh, well, it's been a pretty good run since the last time you and I have talked about this particular Phillies team. You're in and around the ballpark every day. Uh, what has been your sense of the these guys as they make this final push towards the postseason? Yeah, I mean, obviously, they're going to have to exercise some demons in September, but I, I do think you went into the last few Septembers kind of waiting for it to happen, feeling like it was a matter of when does the, the collapse kind of take hmm. place. And I, I don't enter September this year thinking that. That doesn't mean they're going to storm back and win the NL East, but uh, I, I do anticipate they're going to be in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I think there's a sense to that uh, this year. Obviously, different personnel, um, a new manager, uh, a little bit of a different feel in and around that clubhouse. Is there one or two things that you put your finger on that uh, that you can point to, whether it be an individual or just uh, maybe a, you know, a skill set that they have now that they didn't have in the past? Well, I mean, I would point to some of the, the lows that they've had even since Rob Thompson's taken over. They came out of the all-star break and got swept by a bad Cubs team and then ran off a bunch of wins. They had uh, a series where they lost three or four to the Mets, and then they took care of the Reds and the Pirates right after that. So they've shown that when things get low for a few days, it doesn't start to snowball, which I think was the issue over the last few years is you just couldn't stop the bleeding. They yeah. didn't do that. And then some this year. Yeah. And I would agree with you. Um, again, it, you know, with the new personnel that they brought in this year, you know, a guy like Kyle Schwarber um, seems to be a guy that can, walk around that clubhouse and instantly change the mood, instantly change the the, the karma if things aren't going well. Um, those guys are important to have in the clubhouse, and they might not have had enough of that in the past. Would you agree? Yeah, and I, I think even though he's had somewhat of a disappointing first season, Nick Castellanos kind of falls into that category. I agree. Oh, yeah. They talked about trying to have guys with edge, and I think the 07 to 11 Phillies, you had like Aaron Rowan at the front half of that, but you had Jason Worth, you had Pat Burrell. It, it doesn't always necessarily have to be the guy that has uh, the, the best numbers on the team, although Kyle Schwarber's having an excellent season, but a, a guy that has the respect of everybody in the locker room. And there are just some guys you can look at and say that guy is a winner everywhere he's gone. And I, I think Kyle Schwarber in a lot of senses fits that bill. Yeah, I agree. And then Rob Thompson has pointed to a couple of times just the way this bullpen has pitched. Uh, and they, they went through a little bit of a short period where they weren't as sharp um, at the very end of August. However, for the most part, when you hand the baseball to the back end of this bullpen, you feel pretty good that they're going to be able to lock it down where in years past, obviously, you know, you're sitting on the edge of your seat. 
Yeah, and, and I mean, I think that's another one of the reasons I had into September with confidence is you've lost Sir Anthony Dominguez and you've kept going. You lost Zach Wheeler briefly, you've kept going. You lost Bryce Harper and Gene Segur for extended periods and you kept going. Like, I, I really do think if you, that happens over any of the last three seasons, that was probably the nail in the coffin for the team. Uh, but good teams just kind of keep going even when the talent isn't necessarily there. And the Phillies have done that. And I look around at the bullpen and there's three or four guys that would have been the best reliever on the Phillies the last two yeah. or three years that you now have at the back end of that bullpen. So I think you're in good shape and you'll be in great shape if you get Sir Anthony Dominguez back. Yeah, and it does sound like he's trending in that direction. And, you know, we're taping this uh, at the very beginning of September. So hopefully if folks are listening a little bit later, he is back at that point. Uh, we talked to him yesterday and he says he feels really good. So um, obviously a huge huge part of that bullpen and kind of resets everybody in the back end. So getting him back would be terrific. Um, the, the excitement around this team right now, the excitement in the city of Philadelphia is starting to build. And, you know, it's a feeling that we remember, you know, as early as I guess the last time was two, or the early part was 2006. Um, when you thought to yourself, okay, you know, you know, September is going to be, September is going to be fun here in Philadelphia. Um, certainly more fun if they continue to win more than they lose and, and keep pace uh, in that wild card race. But um, it's it's a special time, is it not, Tim, in this city when when the baseball team is playing well? Uh, the, the Eagles will be back, but people will be paying attention to baseball as well. Yeah, and I think that's the case. There are some people, I think, kind of waiting to see the first week of September that there isn't kind of a collapse but yeah yeah i mean what once you, you get through that assuming that the phillies do get through that i think you really start to see some people buy in it will help that it's not going to be hopefully it's not going to be 100 degrees every day anymore i do think that that's a very real factor that's uh contributed to the fact that the phillies maybe haven't had attendance where it was 10 or 15 years ago so uh that's something to consider but yeah i mean you, you get through some of these bad teams you start to get to uh down the stretch and i think citizens bank park i don't know if it'll be sold out every night but i think you talk about thirty-five thousand plus every night yeah you mentioned the division the mets and the braves pretty much um, are battling out for that spot at this point. I think it's fair to say Phils don't win the NL East this year, barring something miraculous. Um, but that's okay because as we've seen over the last couple of years, get into the postseason tournament and anything can happen. And in fact, if you go back the last, well, three of the last four years, um, you can you could say, you know, it was a team that kind of came out of nowhere once they got in. Um, so the the idea that they come in does it matter for you uh where they slot in in the postseason in terms of first wild card second wild card third kind of thing well i mean if you get the first wild card that's great i i think you're probably looking more at the second or third wild card at this point i don't think you're going to catch whichever team doesn't win the nl east so uh, yeah, I mean, if they're the right now, uh, I think if they're the second wild card, they play the Braves. And if they're the third wild card, they play the Cardinals. And in theory, it's better to be second than third. But I do think a lot of people feel like the Phillies would have a better shot to beat the Cardinals. But uh, I'm old enough to remember 2011 when yes. One of the Phillies to play the Cardinals instead of the Braves. So uh, I, I'd say just just get in and let the rest take care of itself. 
I'm old enough to remember uh, aging in 2011, like physically feeling it when it happened <laughs> because that was a tough road. You know what? Yeah, it's like almost be careful what you wish for kind of thing, right? Um, because we wished for that back then and, and got exactly what uh, what we asked for. So um, I would agree. Now, look, it, so so it leads me to my next question. Are you more impressed with this Phillies team and the way they've played against take the Mets out of the equation, but the way they played against really good teams this year, and they have played very well against good teams this year, or are you more impressed with the way they've been able to take care of business against bad teams this year? It, it, that's a good question. I mean, I, I think I would say I'm more impressed by the fact that you've played really well against pretty much every team except uh, the Mets. You've gone 500 or above against some of these really good teams and that yeah. both for the playoffs. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I do see some people saying, oh, the second Phillies lose like one game, well, they just beat up on a bunch of bad teams. The reason they didn't make the playoffs the last few years is because they didn't beat up on those bad teams. Maybe yeah. they took two out of four when you needed to take three out of four. They've had some series against the Diamondbacks, the Cubs, the Rangers, where they should have done better. But by and large, uh, they took five out of six from the Pirates. They played very well against the Reds. Like, They've done what they've needed to do. They've, uh, I don't want to jinx anything, but they've seemingly moved past the whole Marlins thing. So, <laughs> I'll knock on wood over here, guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I think that there's something to be said. Like one is more impressive, but the other is what gets you into the playoffs. I think being able to beat the bad teams. I think fans forget that uh, while the Phillies are beating up on the Reds and the Pirates, the Braves are beating up on, you know, the bottom feeders in the West or or in the American League. Everybody is beating up, if you're going to be a postseason team, on the bad teams. That's how it works. And uh, so it's not just that you play your schedule and uh, – uh, and, you know, next year it'll be even more balanced, but it's a relatively balanced schedule. Uh, you can only do what you can do. So, all right, Tim, so get, put on your little uh, hat and crystal ball and 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 look forward for me. They've got, uh, you know, a couple weeks still to play, but um, the schedule is favorable. So in your mind, is is this a postseason team? Are we playing, are the Phillies playing in October? The Phillies are playing in October. It remains to be seen if they're playing in Philadelphia in October because obviously the wild card series is going to be all on the road yeah. with St. Louis or Atlanta, which I, I think there's a percentage of fans that don't know that yet, and it'll be kind of a sad moment when they realize it. But <laughs> uh, if they can get through that, then you get back to the traditional NLDS and you would have some games here. So uh, I do think they're in the playoffs. Whether that means playoff baseball comes back to Citizens Bank Park or not remains to be seen. Yeah, I, yeah, and I think you're right about that since it's all brand new. The, the wild card series will begin. It's three straight days, and it's in the higher seed city, and that's it. Or they don't travel, so it'll be three games in St. Louis, in Atlanta, or if the Phils were able to jump in Philadelphia. But uh, I that doesn't – I don't know if I'm, I'm quasi-optimistic, but that doesn't really scare me. I think the Phils have played really well on the road this year. They have the pitching if it lines up that they can win in any ballpark in America. So the the idea, I mean, all the, it would be great for the fans, but the idea that they might have to play, you know, win two games out of three on the road, certainly think that's possible for this team. Yeah, I mean, I think you would probably feel better in St. Louis, A, because they've done that in St. Louis this year. But just 
the history of the Phillies since Truist Park is open is not particularly good down there. So it is a different team, but I, I do think that uh, St. Louis you'd probably feel more comfortable going into. But, I mean, you, you look around the team, there there is kind of a magic with the Cardinals this year with Albert Poole's final season. Yeah. Uh, Otto and Goldschmidt are probably at the back half of their peaks. Yachty's final season, Wainwright's still good. So uh, either way, you're, you're going to have your work cut out. Yeah, but folks in St. Louis are probably looking at this Phillies roster and saying a similar kind of thing. So, um, you know, and in Atlanta, and 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 the Phillies have played well against both those teams. All right, final question before I let you go, Tim. Uh, when you're connecting with your readers uh, through Phillies Nation, um, do you get the sense that uh, that there's some excitement around this team, or is it more trepidation? You got to show me because it's been so long. I think there it's a little bit of both, but last year it was like. Uh, you're basically you're guilty until proven innocent. I don't think right. it's that case this year. I, I think okay. people expect them to do well, but there is still that back half of your mind that you have to get over what's plagued you in September the last few years. That's interesting. It's interesting. Well, they've got some astute uh, readers over there at Phillies Nation because uh, I, I can sense that. I think that's probably probably the way it should be right now. You know, you, get, you still got to prove it at some point. Uh, Tim Kelly, the editorial director for Phillies Nation, joining us here on Glove Stories with Murph. Tim, always appreciate your insights. Thanks so much. Awesome. Thanks, Murph. All right. We'll take a quick break. More to come. Stay with us. Welcome to This Week in Philly Baseball History, presented by Shive Vintage Sports. This week in 2009, Matt Stairs' grand slam in the ninth inning of a game against Washington tied a 50-year club record for the most pinch hits in a season. Stairs is baseball's all-time leader in pinch hit home runs with 23. Celebrate more Philly sports history with clothing from Shad Vintage Sports, where there's a story in every stitch. Visit them at 13th and Walnut Streets or at ShadSports.com. The all-new Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app is here for both Pennsylvania and New Jersey. Get in on all the action, whether it's baseball, the basketball and hockey playoffs, golf, all your favorite sports. Download the all-new Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app and make your first bet risk-free up to $750. Bet more than the score. Bet on individual player performances for hits, home runs, and strikeouts. Bet innings, first team to score, and more. Bet Parks is the only sportsbook and casino app that I recommend. The Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app, where odds, bets, slots, and games all come together in perfect harmony right in your pocket. Sportsbook and all your favorite casino games for real money, all in one amazing app. Live in-game betting lets you bet while you watch the game. Download right now in the App Store, Google Play Store, or at BetParks.com and use my promo code MURPH. Bet Parks is also an official proud betting operator of the PGA Tour. The all-new Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. You must be 21 and in Pennsylvania or New Jersey. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Phillies Nation is your source for breaking news, original analysis, trade insights, and more. Read today's articles at philliesnation.com. Glove Stories with Murph is sponsored by the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app, along with Shine Vintage Sports and Phillies Nation, and is a presentation of SBC Media Partners. The engineer for Glove Stories is Chad Evans. Cindy Webster is our marketing and guest relations director, and our executive producer is Roger Haddon. Whether you are watching us on YouTube or downloading the podcast from one of the major podcast providers like Apple, Google, or Spotify, make sure to hit like and subscribe so that we can let you know when a new episode of Glove Stories is available. We'll release new episodes weekly throughout the 2022 Major League Baseball season.